Hey everybody, Susan Finch here, your host today for Rooted in Revenue. Mark Donegan is my guest today. He is a virtual CMO of Growth Stage Marketing. He designs and executes marketing playbooks that produces real business results from early and growth stage technology, disruptive innovation startup companies. He's a proven transformative B2B marketing and business leader. What I like though, what you're talking about, the conductor, marketers, Except the fact, and we said this earlier, you're salespeople and what you yes. sell is the vision. And that's the whole thing because that's what gets us. Sales team are the easiest prey. Sales managers are the easiest people to sell to. They really are. They're just suckers for it. <laughs> you can sell them anything you believe in and can come with some type of visual dream that they can see could happen and could benefit them. So that is the job of the conductor is to sell that. And then after it gets accepted, then assemble the team and sell it to them so they can continue to help it be executed. That's right. It's really a pleasure when, and I tend to be, I'm definitely of this conductor type mode of operation. And it's a real pleasure to build and work with, and you know, throughout my career, I've, I've built uh, both, um, you know, on a full-time basis and virtually, and using freelancers, many different ways. But teams of people who who execute because they're just waiting to execute, and they're so happy to do it. A lot of times, they're looking for that direction. So oftentimes, I will step into a company and, and start working with them, and I'll find out that the the people there are actually great, you know. And I rarely hear, rarely have I entered into an engagement where I hear like, oh, the people are not good, but usually I'm, you know, they're like, Hey, can you come help us out? And I come in and go, wow, you know, you've got really great people here. They just need some, a little direction, you know, little direction, a little guidance. And and they're so happy because they want to execute and they want to do a great job and they want to really perform well for the company. But you know, they just lack the creative spark, the creative vision, or they just didn't have the domain knowledge to even know what to come up with. So yeah, they were creating good blog posts, but they just weren't relevant. So they weren't getting read. So they were failing. So, you know, so, Mm -hmm. so um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So there's this approach. So the first approach is quick recap is, you know, hire a generalist. Now, one of the challenges with hiring a generalist is that a lot of these people, you want someone who's pretty senior because they need to be self-directed. If they were coming from a larger organization where they pretty much just each day had a punch list, you know, they had a manager who was kind of, hey, today, let's work on this. Hey, let's, you know, tomorrow work on that, you know, kind of a thing. If you have someone who directs them, then they're fine. But a lot of times in small organizations, you don't. So you'd like to get someone who's pretty senior. Those people most always have aspirations to grow up into leadership roles. Now, that can also be an excellent way to recruit because there could be a role for them, you Mm -hmm. know, to take on a leadership role. But sometimes it's like, yeah, but I'm in a large organization where there's kind of a path for me. I come over here. I'm just a team of one. How fast is it going to grow? So that can be a little challenge, but that's one approach. Then there's the conductor approach. And then there is, I guess, almost like a hybrid. And this is often where I engage and, you know, Susan, maybe where you engage, even with your clients, where there's a team of people who are functioning in kind of that generalist capacity and the company isn't quite at the stage, you know, maybe budget wise, or in some cases, it's not even just budget. It's just that 
it's a big commitment when you bring in a senior leader, you know, and I advise, in fact, I'm working with a company now, it's kind of earlier stage, and there's some conversations around uh, hiring the marketing team and the senior leader and who that should be and when to bring them in. And, and I said, look, this is not self-serving at all to say, you know, oh, they should be virtual because that sounds self-serving. Like, oh, it should be me. Stay with me, you know, virtual. But the reality is that it's a huge commitment and it's better to get the rest of the team executing and then in the right time and just find the perfect person rather than just hiring somebody. Because if that senior leader doesn't work out, if they try and translate that old playbook to this new paradigm, then the whole team fails you know, ultimately. And, and that's not good for the company. So the hybrid is to say, okay, we're going to do both. So we're going to hire this conductor, but we'll hire the conductor. We'll find someone virtual who can come in. Maybe we really don't need them to be there full time, but right. we want their full expertise. Right. And we want them to be able to, to overlay on all the work that's being done so that we're executing at the highest possible level. And so that we're executing the strategies that really work today. And, you know, having that perspective, as you mentioned, Susan, being able to cut across industries and company types and company sizes just is really valuable, super valuable. I know one of my clients, I am kind of on call, sort of a retainer Mm -hmm. CMO as they can, as they are able, as they need. Yeah. And they come in and we just kind of blast through all sorts of things. And then we review what we blasted through the last time to see where we're at and how it's going unless they want to throw out the lifeline and bring me in. I think as the person considering that virtual position, the conductor position, and the one hiring them, and for the person, the doer, if you're hiring your doer, mm-hmm. and doers, you need to ask this too, and consider this and be forward with this idea. All right, is this a long-term thing or am I a hold me over position right. until you get your feet going? Yeah. And if so, that's okay. But is yeah. will there be any room for me to continue in some capacity? And if so, where might that be so I can make sure when the time's right, I can edge mm-hmm. over there and I'm not just out of a job or a client. Yep. Those are things we need to learn to be proactive about at both ends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't add anything more to that. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know what? We have flown through our time, Mark, and we need to wrap this up. This has been so helpful for people. And I think you've really given them some to-do lists for their hires, what the criteria, what they need to know first, what to consider, whether it's the conductor role, whether it's the doer role, whether it's one person wearing three hats, Mm -hmm. what needs to happen though to make that position successful, whoever is in it, whether it's short-term or long-term. So thank you for all of that advice. Now, you had some really great points and very specific things to think about and consider before spending money. Yeah, yeah. And that's what a lot of it comes down to is it's just pause and think, ask the right questions and really think about it before moving forward. And you know what? Half the time you move forward, but that exercise will cause more critical thinking. It's interesting. Have you heard Christopher Lockhead? Have you listened to him? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Christopher Lockhead, L-O-C-H-H-E-A-D. 
Okay. He, he wrote a book called Play Bigger. He was the CMO of, of Mercury Interactive and a couple other real high-flying Silicon Valley startups and just an awesome guy. But he has a saying, he likes to say, thinking about thinking is the most important thinking you do. And it's like, wow, that is, you know, that is really profound, you know? And so, yeah, a lot of what we're talking about is just is stepping back because it's so easy to default to, Hey, I just raised my series a I'm in MarTech. Let's go get somebody out of drift or out of, you know, or, or, you know, let's go get a sale. Let's go find someone in Salesforce marketing. Let's go get a director from Salesforce, you know, to, to run our marketing. Oh, they'll crush it for us, you know, and, and it's a natural default, right? And then person comes in and because they weren't clear on, you know, and usually that person is maybe not, they don't know how to vet. So, you know, they're told this and they're super excited. Oh, wow, this is my chance. Put a stamp on it. But they forget that I'm not going to be in Salesforce anymore. I'm not meaning I'm not going to have, first of all, the Salesforce brand and just all the power of that. I'm not going to have all the resources. And so anyway, the, the questions and are just so important. So I spend a lot of time just going through with, with the CEOs and the founders I work with and just really just talking like so. Are you willing to spend $3 million next year in marketing? And the pause tells me everything. And I say, well, and then probably going in that direction is not going to work. We can't do it for half a million. No, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, but, but the companies that don't do that, then rush forward. And then it, when it doesn't work out, then everybody loses, you know, everybody loses, everybody gets blamed. And it was just that shortness of the time you spent really talking it out. I know even with podcasts, when I produce a new podcast show for people, they'll say, okay, let's start it. I'm going to record. I said, no, 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 you're not allowed to yet. (laughs) You have to first take my class because you need to understand what's behind it. If you don't know why you're doing this, what the ultimate goals are and stick expectations, you're going to fail. How B2B marketing works today. It's all community. And we didn't even get into the buyer's journey, but um, Gartner's research around, around the fragmentation of the buyer's journey. And, and then when you look at like Clayton Christensen's work, you know, jobs to be done, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge proponent of thinking, you know, it's sort of that first principles mindset, if you think of it that way. But at the end of the day, if we ask ourselves as marketers, what is the job to be done from the buyer perspective. And then we simply, it's like if we change our thinking to my job as a marketer is to make buying so easy that they do it when they're talking to me and not the next person. Because the next person, it's hard. With me, it's, so, you know, my company, whatever, it's so easy. And that's a job of marketing, but you have to understand the fragmentation that's happened in the buyer's journey. Yeah. Then you have to know the ecosystem because you have to know how to talk to the, you have to know what they care about. You have to, all those things. And so we'll do another episode. after. I love it. I love it. We should do one on the fragmentation of the buyer's journey. If we have our doers and we are ready to do the cleanup work and have the visionary come in, how do people reach you? Easy. Just go to my website. It's growthstage.com. 
dot marketing. So growth stage, all one word, dot marketing is the domain. And I'm super easy to find there. Also LinkedIn, just uh, Mark Donegan. And yeah, you'll find me. It's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed our visit. And I think we'll have to do this again. We will. Thank you, Susan. It was really great to be on. I really enjoyed talking to your listeners. Thank you so much. Everybody, you can find this at rootedinrevenue.com or in your favorite podcast venue. We are where you are listening. Thank you so much. Thanks again, Susan. It was a really great conversation. Oh, I, I enjoyed it very much. I look forward to doing more with you. Awesome. Let's do it.